we tired? Are we excited? Some of us have not come today because I guess we're sleeping for the New Year's party tonight. They got to get that beauty rest so they can be up when the ball drops and they can see that stuff happen. It's all good. We're glad you're here. I want to say a huge heartfelt thank you to everybody who contributed to our Christmas gifts. And uh, you guys blow me away with your generosity and we're very grateful. So thank you very, very much for what you did last week. Um, love you guys and you're, you're pretty, pretty stinking awesome. But we're here today, and there's a New Year's message happens every single year. And every single year, I say it's hard to believe that another year is gone. And the older you get, the easier it is to say that. Because the older you get, the faster they go. They just do. And when you're young and, and you're, you're waiting for milestones like teenage years, learners, driver's license, college, getting out of your parents' house, all those things, um, time can drag right? Time can drag. It can feel like it's going so slow. But I want to urge every, everyone in here under the age of 35 years old, enjoy the slow drag. Because at some point, the brakes come off. And it's like you're being pushed in the back by time, and it just does not slow down. And at some point, you'll wish you had some drag to slow you down because it feels like you're hurtling just as fast as you can go toward the end. Right? But happy New Year's Eve, and it's another year is gone, and 2018 begins tomorrow. Honestly, by a show of hands, who in here honestly believed that either by your own stupidity, death, accident, or Jesus coming back for us, that you wouldn't see 2017? Anybody? You thought it'll all be over by then? Who remembers Y2K? The world was going to end, right? The world was going to end. There was a, a mad rush on water and toilet paper like when it snows. And people stored stuff like, like, like they were partying like it was 1999 or something. But anyway, it was. <laughs> and now you, if, you, if you turn the radio on and hear that song, you're like, what, what's that even mean? Because it's like 17 years ago that that event actually happened. And he did that song in the 80s. So. It's, it's time is crazy, but we use this time, this occasion, these days to reflect and to project. That's what we do. We, if we're smart, we'll look at what we've done in this past year and we'll look at next year and we'll say, I want to do something different. I want to do something better than what I did for this, this year right here. So that's where we are. And, and today I, I, I want to talk about out with the old and in with the new. I told our worship team before before church. I as soon as I as soon as this this thought came to my, to my mind, the song from High School Musical popped in my head. That Sharpay sang, out and she fabulous. Who knows the song fabulous? And she starts with out with the old and in with the new. And I'm like, I'll get that video clip and I'll play it. And it'll be fun. And I go to YouTube and I'm all excited. And she's in a bathing suit on the on the lounge by the pool. And <laughs> I just didn't think that was appropriate to play at church. So. You'll have to imagine with me Sharpay singing out with the old and in with the new and how she wants all things fabulous. Because really, if we're honest with ourselves and we're, we're looking at this past year and we're looking into next year, we want things to be more fabulous in 2018 than they were in 2017. Isn't that correct? You can, that's not a stretch. You can go with me there. We want things to be better. And it's, it's a time we use to begin new things, to leave old things, to start over, and, and to walk away from some stuff, to be quite honest with you. 
And Scripture tells us in Lamentation that, that God's mercies are new every morning. Every morning. So really, I mean, we, we use the calendar to, to look back and, 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 and see what we did wrong and, and project forward. But really, Scripture tells us that God's mercies are new when? Every morning. So we really get a chance to start over every single day. So every day could be New Year's Day for us. Amen. Thank God that we that we have a chance to start over, that we have a chance to ask for forgiveness and to put some things under the blood of Jesus. Because we need to do that. If you sin, okay, take care of it. Repent for that thing and get rid of it. That's the one of the most awesome things about God is that he chooses when we repent, when we ask forgiveness for something that we have done wrong, he chooses to forget that thing. We may not forget it, but he does. That's that's grace. He gives us grace and he gives us mercy and those mercies are new every single day so we can go and we can repent and we can we can say, God, I'm sorry for what I did. I don't want to do that and be that person. Please forgive me. And he is faithful every time to do it. And we get a clean slate every single morning. And that is an amazing, an amazing thing. So we're going to go with the New Year's theme. You know, in society, it's how we do. We, we look at, at, at years at a time. So today is out with the old. It's in with the new. In 2 Corinthians, Scripture says, that it, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That's pretty cool. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, everybody say all. All things is very inclusive. It means everything. All things are become new or everything is new. If anybody is in Christ, we are new people. The old is passed away and passed away means what? Dead. It's gone. Everything is new. The apostle Paul also said, I die when? I die daily. We don't die a physical death daily. What, what he was referring to was, I make sure that I'm okay with Jesus every single day. That's what I was just referring to. When we go to him in, with, in repentance, with a, a repentant heart, wanting to change, not with the attitude that I'm going to repent and go do it again, <laughs> in case I die tonight when I'm sleeping, no, that's not the point. The point is to repent to change. True repentance is a turning away from what you're doing. True repentance means I'm trying to leave this behavior. I'm trying to change for the better. And when that's what Paul was referring to. I die, I repent daily to make sure I'm squared away and I'm where I need to be. He's talking about his flesh because we're all born, the Bible says, in sin. We're shaping in iniquity and we have this flesh that wars against our spirit and it's always trying to get us to do things that we don't need to do. He also, Paul also said, it's a law that when I would do good, Evil is present with me. So I've got good and I've got evil. And they're constantly warring to see who's going to win. And sometimes good's going to win. And to be quite honest and frank with you, sometimes bad is going to win. And when that bad wins, that's when I have the opportunity to go to God and say, I am sorry for what I have done. But when I place my, my faith in Jesus Christ, when I'm born again, when I begin a relationship with him, I get a fresh start. But even with this amazing opportunity, with this awesome privilege, it's good for times like these. We, we, again, celebrate this at the end of one year going into another. It's good in a time like this. It still helps to stop and assess where we are and where we're going. And the end of one year and the beginning of another is the perfect 
opportunity for this. And today, I really want to focus our minds and our spirits on, on where we are right now and where we're going as individuals, as a community, as a group of believers, as people doing life together. Listen to the scripture, and everything that we do is going to come from this today. I'm going to read both NIV and King James. Brothers and sisters, I do, not can't, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. This is the Apostle Paul. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. King James, brethren, I count, my, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This is Paul's letter uh, to the church in Philippi, and he starts by warning them in this chapter of, of teachers in their community who are trying to mix uh, the, the gospel with the law. And he, he warns them against this. He actually calls them dogs. But he's telling him not to listen to them, he said, because it can't work. Then he gives a bit of his, his background and his pedigree as, as to who he is. And he actually goes as far to say, he's, he's setting this scripture up. He says, if anybody has a right to boast, it's me. If anybody has a right to brag, it's me. And he, he, he chronicles in these verses, he said, I was circumcised on the eighth day. That was a big deal for Jews. Uh, I, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin, uh, a Hebrew of Hebrews, a Pharisee. That means he was, he was a keeper of the law. He knew the law. He was perfect in the law. He said, this is who I am. He was a Jew's Jew. He said, if anybody has a right to brag, it's me. And all, he wasn't saying I'm a great person. He was just setting up these two verses that we just read, 13 and 14. He said, if anybody has a right to brag, it's me. But I don't count myself to have gotten anything yet. He said, I'm forgetting what's behind me, and I'm reaching forward to what is before me because God has got a, he's put a prize in front of me. He's got a calling on my life, and I'm, I'm forgetting everything behind me, and I'm reaching for that mark. He actually said, I'm pressing, in King James, I'm pressing toward the mark. The NIV said, I'm straining to reach it. That means I'm putting effort in. I am doing everything I can to get where God has called me to be. He actually called his pedigree garbage. He said, I gave it up. He said, I forget what's behind me, and I reach or strain for what's before me. I press toward the mark. And in looking at this and reading this, I love that Paul left this statement completely, completely ambiguous. He painted with the broadest of brushes when he simply said, I forget what's behind me. It's very inclusive. When we read the scripture earlier, it said, when we're in Christ, we're new creatures. The old has passed away, and all things, that's everything, right? All things become new. So when Paul says, I'm forgetting what's behind me, he simply, he simply said, I'm forgetting what's behind me. I'm forgetting what's in my rearview mirror. And we, we, we all have things, if you'll be honest, you're in church. We all have things we'd like to forget about. We all have things we'd like to leave behind us. And, and that's what this is about, plus some more. We're going to go into it. We have moments, we have actions. And we have words that, that they, we really aren't proud of them. We have moments that we aren't proud of. We have things we've said, things we've done. We may have a, a period, a stretch of time 
a month, two months, six months, a year, five years, ten years. You may have a, a, a period of time that you would like to just completely forget about and wish you could have a do-over. Anybody have some regrets you wish you could have some do-overs? If we're, if we're honest, we all, every single one of us do. There are things in our life that we wish we had handled differently, we had done differently, we had reacted or responded differently, and, and guess what? We can't. We can't go back and do anything over. All we can do is forget about it. All we can do is forget about it and try to do better and try to be better. We, we cheer this aspect of this verse. I'm forgetting what's behind me. It's the end of the year. I'm, I'm going to forget some stuff. I'm going to leave a bad habit in 2017. You can put your bad habit in there. Maybe it's biting your nails. Whatever. Maybe it's your, your vocabulary. I don't know. You're leaving something behind in 2017. How about I'm leaving 30 pounds in 2017? Some of us would love to leave 30 pounds in 2017. I would love to leave 30 pounds in 2017. I'd fit back in my uniforms. Somebody asked me last week, can you still fit in your dress blues? I said, they come right here. <laughs> About right there. So no. The answer is no. I don't fit into anything I had except my boots. <laughs> and that's the truth. You might want to leave some weight in 2017. You might want to leave a relationship behind in 2017, that was destructive, that was acidic in, 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 you, in who you are as a person, that, that pulled you down, that held you back. You, there are all kinds of things. You can fill blanks in right there. And we think about this verse in everything from a negative perspective that will hold us back, and they do need to go. The things that we identify in this mindset need to change so we can become better people. And we're going to get into some categories of that, too. Whatever holds you back from the abundant life that Jesus Christ promised you needs to go. Because just because Jesus promised something, he promises lots of stuff. If he said it, he'll do it. But every promise of God is conditional upon who we are. And if something is holding us back from a promise that Jesus has spoken over us, it needs to go. And that's what we do right now. We identify those things and we, we get them out. There are things in our lives that must be done differently if we want to move forward. What did, what did Einstein say about insanity? His, his, that's not the clinical definition, but his, his opinion of insanity was doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's, that's what he said. He's like, that's just insanity. The bottom line is this. If we want change, we need to change. There's a saying that says, be the change that you want to see. Only you can decide if you're going to leave the habit in 2017. Only you can decide if you're going to leave some poundage in 2017. Only you can decide if you're going to pick up some good habits in 2018. The bottom line, it's up to you. And Jesus offers radical change from old to new. And that's the kind of change that we need. Out with the old and in with the new. Let's go back to that broad brush that Paul used to paint. Forgetting the things which are behind me, again, it's very inclusive. And we typically only look at this thing from a, a perspective of what is bad in my life. What is holding me back? What is, what is negative? What am I doing that's wrong that's holding me back? I want to flip that script a little bit, but, but we do need to get rid of what's uh, harmful in our life. 
Don't live in your mistakes. Who's made mistakes in 17? My hand's up. Don't live in your mistakes. Don't let your hang-ups become your hang-out. Don't stay there. Don't assume the identity of your mistake. Simply move on. The, in the story of the prodigal son, there, it, it's, it's about a, 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 a king. He had a son, and he's like, I want my inheritance. I want to go. I'm ready to leave. I'm, I'm a grown man. It's t- give me my inheritance now. I don't want to wait till you die. And this, this kid got his inheritance, and he left. And the Bible said he went, and he, he lived a, a riotous life. Now, that you can paint that however you want. But the Bible said it was riotous living. And he spent all of his inheritance. And he was broke. And he was hungry. And he, he took a job feeding pigs. And he was broke. And he was hungry. And he had this moment when he was feeding pigs that he was, he, he was, he was wanting that pig food. And if you've ever seen pigs eat, you know, now, now they have these, these designer pigs. That are this big. And I tagged somebody on Facebook yesterday with one of these little designer pigs jumping around. It's all cute and stuff. They're house pets. But if you ever really see a pig farm, if you ever really see pigs get fed out of a bucket and it's just thrown in a trough and they begin to fight over that mess of food, it's just disgusting. And he was doing that. And he's like, I want, I'm hungry. I, I want that food. I need that food. And, and he's, he had this, this moment of realization that he said, even the servants in my father's house are living better than I'm living right now. I'm going to return home, and I'm going to see if I can just be a servant. I'll clean the, I'll clean the barns. I'll clean the stalls. I'll, I'll give people food. Whatever it is I have to do, they live better than what I'm living right now. And the Bible said he started on the journey to his dad's house. And there's a, there's a lot here that's so cool. But the Bible says his dad saw him coming from a far distance. So dad was looking for him to come back. And he said, dad, he said, my son is coming home. Before he even, before he even talked to his son, no conversation at all. All he saw was my son is coming home. He told his servants, kill the fatted calf. That means we're going to throw a party. Kill the fatted calf. Get a party ready. My son's coming home. He, he went to meet his son. He had a robe and a ring. And he saw his son, he went to meet him on the road, he gave him the robe, he gave him the ring, he accepted him back, and they threw a party. That's an amazing story that, that we'll go in depth at some other time. But the prodigal decided to come home, and there was complete and immediate forgiveness. His dad met him on the road before, without even having a conversation with the mind of restoration. It wasn't... He didn't go meet him with a list of demands. He said, if, the, if you're going to come home, you have to, there's a scroll. Here's all the things that you have to do. Here are the qualifications you have to meet. Here's the behavior you have to exhibit. Here's what, I, no. He simply went and put a robe on him, put a ring on him, and kissed him, and he was back. And his dad gave him more than he expected, but there was complete and immediate forgiveness. Forget about your mistakes. When you repent of your sin, whatever it is, when I repent of my sin, that moment happens for us. 
as we begin to think the thought process in our mind, I need to repent, our Father's coming to us right then. When you have the thought process, I need to change, I need to repent, that's when he, that's when he begins the process to, to come to us. And the moment that we ask for forgiveness, it's done. The robe is on. The ring is on. We get the kiss. There's a party happening. That's the response that God has toward us when we ask forgiveness. So don't live in your mistake. Don't stay there. Don't assume the identity of who you've been. Don't assume the identity of what your hang-up was. Get out and repent, and you can change. But Paul didn't just specify in this, in this writing that it was just for the negative things that hold us back. He said, I'm, he simply said, I'm forgetting what is behind me. And I believe the warning here to people who aren't doing crazy things, I believe the warning to, to you would be, don't get too satisfied. Don't get too comfortable. Don't celebrate your success so much that you become comfortable with the level of where you are and that you put down roots and you don't move anymore. That's the warning. See, we can, we can identify negative things all day long. I got to stop this, I got to stop this, and do this more. But we don't stop and think that, that maybe I, I need to, to, to move forward from where I, even, even if I'm comfortable right now. Even if I like where I am right now, maybe I need to move forward. Who's ever seen a person that's been out of high school 30 years? 30 years and they still wear the Letterman jacket. It's got a football or a basketball or a wrestler on or something. But they're out of school 30 years and they're still wearing that jacket. It stinks. It's dirty. It's tatty. It's torn. It doesn't look good. But they're still holding on to that identity as that ball player, that wrestler, that cheerleader. Whatever it was they did that they were really good at, they're still holding on to that. And that's who they are. And because they still identify with that, guess where, guess where they're stuck? They're stuck in the high school days. They're stuck in their former glory. But they've, they've lived 30 years looking backwards. And that's an extreme example. But we can make that leap right there. If, if we get too satisfied with what's going on in our life right now, we can get stuck. We can fall in love with success. We can be happy with the salary that we're getting at work. And, and we're like, yeah, I've arrived. I'm good. I can live 30 years and then collect my retirement and be good. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't be so happy with where you are right now that you fail to push forward. Paul said, I'm forgetting what's behind me. I'm forgetting that promotion. I'm forgetting that good paycheck. I'm forgetting whatever it is that made you feel good in 2017. Celebrate it. Mark it down. Use it as a reference point. But then turn around and press forward. Because the Apostle Paul said, if anybody can brag, I can brag. Because this is who I am. But I haven't gotten there yet. I'm pushing forward. I'm not satisfied. I'm not content. I refuse to get complacent. We should always be pressing forward toward what God is calling us to do, toward who God is calling us to be. I believe that's, that's why Paul was so ambiguous with his statement. I, I forget what's behind me. Simply put, I'm not going to hold on to failures or success. 
I'm not going to hold on to anything to the point that will prevent me from moving forward into what God has called me to be. Maybe 2017 was unkind to you. I don't know. Forget about it. Don't stay there. Maybe you made some mistakes that you'd rather not talk about. That's okay. Forget about it. We have a, we have a hard time sometimes with forgiveness because we, we categorize and we, we have this sin rating system. I've talked about this before. It's been a while, though, so I'll refresh your memory. We can tell a lie to somebody, and that's not a big deal. But, man, you let somebody go out and do something stupid, and they are going to hell. And, and we sit in judgment of people. And sometimes we even sit in judgment of ourselves. And we don't forgive ourselves, and it keeps us from moving forward. Let's, let's just talk about that for a minute. We, we do something really bad and really stupid, and, and we, we, whatever it is, we do it. And then we hold ourselves captive in this place of unforgiveness, and we can't move forward. Or maybe we do something, and we ask forgiveness, and man, we're, we're, we're so glad to get forgiveness, and we accept the grace, and we accept the mercy, and God is good. But if you let someone do something that we think is worse than what we did, well, you know, they can get forgiveness, but they should. And then we might put a list of qualifiers there of things they should do in restitution for what they did. I don't read about that in the, in the story of the prodigal son. I was talking to, this doesn't apply to anybody in our church, okay? I counseled this couple several, several years ago. And they came to me, and, and they were having problems, and, and they were just arguing, and, and it was just crazy. And it all stemmed around something he had done. Not to her. He didn't cheat on her. He just did something. And if he smoked some weed, let's just put it out there. And she just could not get past that. He smoked some weed. And, and they, they came to me, and I, 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 she said, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be doing anything. He smoked weed. I said, okay. Yeah, that's not good. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be smoking weed. I completely agree. You should not be smoking weed. And I asked, I asked this person, I said, that, that did it. I said, is this a, a problem? I said, is this a, something you did or is this something that you do? There's a difference in something that you did or something that you do. And he was like, it's something that I did. I said, so it's not an ongoing issue. And he's like, no, it's not. I said, did you take care of it? I said, have you talked to God about this? Have you repented for what you did? He's like, absolutely. I said, okay. And I was done. And man, she got sideways. <laughs> Angry. Because I wouldn't like rain down hell, fire and brimstone on his head for smoking weed. And I said, have you lied to anybody in the last six months? Crickets. I said, have you deceived anybody in the last six months? Have you been angry? Have you said things you shouldn't say? Have you done things you shouldn't do? Well, you know the answer to that. The answer is obviously yes. I said, did you repent? Yes. I said, show me the difference. Yeah. 
Now, there's, if it was something you do instead of something you did, then we have something to talk about. We'll, we'll, do, we'll deal with what we've got to deal with to get beyond that point. But we categorize and we value sin. You, you can tell somebody a lie or you can smoke weed. And you're going to feel worse if you smoke weed than if you tell somebody a lie. Why? Well, it's illegal, number one. But number two, it's one of those things you know you shouldn't do. Well, you shouldn't lie either. You shouldn't yell at people either. We shouldn't have road rage. If you want to split hairs, we shouldn't speed. Because the Bible says to obey the laws of the land. So this may not be popular with, with, with some people, but if, if we can't get past the point of forgiveness, we have issues. When we, we have to, un, I'm not giving anybody license to go out here and sin and smoke weed. That's not the point of this. Don't twist it. The point is, when we make a mistake, the process is the same for everybody, whether you're stealing grapes in a grocery store. Well, you got to taste them to make sure they're good. Or you're telling a lie. Or you do something else. The process is the same for everyone. And if you get hung up on something you did and you can't accept the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy that God is offering you, then you're going to be stuck. We have to get to the point where we can forgive ourselves and forgive others and not hold people to a higher standard than we hold ourselves to. Now, that was just a bit of a soapbox because it's something I've dealt with. Perhaps 2017 has been the best year of your life. Maybe it has been. Don't stay there. I'm forgetting what's behind me, and I'm pressing forward. I'm pressing toward the mark. I'm pressing toward what God has for me. No matter how good or bad this year's been to you, today is the day we ask this question. What can I do? What can I tweak in my life to have a better, more productive, and more successful 2018? That's it. That's the question. That's where we are. What do I need to do to be a better follower of Jesus? What do I need to do to be more devoted to him, to have more of his power in my life, to see his, his spirit operate more freely in my life? What do I have to do? And this is the most important question that you can ever ask yourself. Because this is the single most important thing that you will ever do in your life is have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. That comes before anything else and any other person in your life, and that is your relationship with Jesus Christ. That is it because nobody else can save you. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. No one else can save you but Jesus Christ. So he and his, your relationship with him is the single most important thing of your life. More important than your boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse or children. That is it. But then you ask yourself, what can I do to be a better spouse? A better boyfriend, a better girlfriend, a better parent, a better friend, a better employee or a better employer, a better entrepreneur, whatever it is that you do. What can I do to be better? What can I do to be a better student? What can I do to be a better? And you put your, you fill that blank in for yourself right there. What can I do? What, how, what can I tweak about me to be better. I'm not going to camp out where I am. I'm pressing forward. That's what this whole theme of what Paul was talking about. He's like, I was, a, I was the greatest of Jews. But it's garbage. I'm leaving that all behind me and I'm pressing toward what God has for me. What In every area of my life, I press toward that mark of being closer to Jesus. 
to becoming more effective for his kingdom, to fulfilling his plan for my life. I press forward, forgetting what is behind me. Think about this. If, if, if we approach this, this new year, this new opportunity, by letting the lows of 2017 be my lowest lows, and letting the highs of 2017 just, just be benchmarks, not pinnacles, just benchmarks that I can look back on and say, am I better now than I was then? Our lowest lows behind us and our highest highs before us, then we're always going to be pressing forward. Our lowest lows behind us, our highest highs before us, so we're always pressing forward. Celebrate your success. Don't minimize the, the success and the promotions and the improvements in your relationship with God and your family. Don't minimize those. Celebrate those. But use them as benchmarks, not as pinnacles. Because as good as you feel right now, as good of t- as 2017 may have been for you or to you, God has something better for you than what you're experiencing right now. Why? Because Paul said, I haven't attained what God has. Oh, he was the most prolific preacher in history. Physically writing most of the New Testament. He's like, I'm not there yet, guys. He's like, I'm a chief sinner. Come on, dude, you're killing me. If that's who he was, I got a long way to go, man. If he said, I'm the chief sinner of sinners. What I did was garbage. I'm forgetting all that mess. I got to press I got to work. I got to strain to reach the point that God is calling me to. If we can approach this next year that way, don't freak out. Don't stress. Just know that God has more for you in the future than you have right now. In every area of your life. If, if he didn't, what's there to press toward? What is there to push for? What is there to strain for? Enjoy what God does in your life. Celebrate what God does in your life, but don't be satisfied at any level. Push toward more. <coughs> Holding on to your failures will, will imprison you in your past, and it's going to give you a false identity that, that you weren't meant to have. You're not the person that failed. You just did something that you shouldn't do. Don't stay there. Don't camp out there. Don't assume that identity that Satan wants you to have, that will keep you where you are or where you've been. Let go of that identity, and when you ask for forgiveness, accept that robe and that ring that tells you who you really are. You're not the person that feeds the pigs. You're not the person that wants to eat the pig's food. You're a child of the king, and he, he wants you to live with that robe on and that ring on. He wants you to live where he's designed you to be. So that's where we got to get. Becoming entrenched in the good things, this is the flip side of that. And successes of our past make us yearn for the good old days. Oh, we can talk about that for a minute, too. If you like the past so much that you yearn to go back to the good old, it's, it's different to, to want to go back when you, when you felt younger and more, you know, had more vitality. That's one thing. But if you're, if you're so entrenched in the successes and moments of the past that you just want to go back to the good old days, well, you're stuck. You're stuck. Because Paul said, I forget, what's, I forget what's behind me. I'm pressing forward to see what God has for me. I'm pressing forward, always growing. Always growing. 
trees don't grow sideways. They keep reaching up. You'll find out in spring that your grass doesn't grow sideways. It keeps reaching up. It gets taller and taller and taller until you cut it down. We must grow. Always moving forward. Reaching ahead. Straining ahead to what God has called us to. And it, it, the same applies with our church. It's not just as individuals. As we grow, our church will grow as well. And the same thing applies to our church. We let go of our missteps and disappointments and press forward. And those of you who have rose-colored glasses on about our church, and I love you. Yeah, we don't get everything right. We don't. We do make mistakes. And some others that don't have rose-colored glasses on will be quick to point those out. <laughs> I get it. This is the time we look back and say, what worked in 17? Well, if that worked, let's build on it. If that didn't work, let's forget about it. We do the same exact thing. And as we do that, we let go of our missteps. We, let, we, we forget about our disappointments and we press forward. We must seek to improve on our wins of 2017. We, we baptized over 30 people this year. That's fantastic. That's awesome. We're, we're just not going to say, okay, we did that now, we're good. No, I hope it's 50 or 60 this year. Maybe 100. Who's to say we can't do it? Some of you are like, there's no way that's ever going to happen. We'll never do that many in a year. I've been around 23 years now. And I, I will have to go back and check. I think that's the most ever since I've been around. It's got nothing to do with me. It's got something to do with people loving where they are and sharing where they are. And being better in 17 than they were 16. And pushing forward and reaching forward and not being satisfied. Well, let's have the same mentality going into 18. Let's be better in 18 than we have been in 17. And we will get 50, 60, or 100. And we will see God do some amazing things. We will see more people get to know Jesus in 2018. We will see more people find freedom in 2018 than in 2017. We'll see more people discover their God-given, God-ordained purpose in 2018. And we're going to see more people decide because it's a decision to make a difference in the lives of others in 2018. I believe. I just believe. You can call me simple. You can call me naive. I just believe. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with a faith, a, just a little bit of faith, grain of a mustard seed, I can speak the mountains that are in my way, and they have to move. As our faith is, so shall it be. And I'm looking for some people today with faith. Faith. Faith that we can be better. Faith that we can do more. Faith that we can achieve forgiveness. Faith that we can leave behind things that have slowed us down. Faith that we can reach beyond our current success for more success. <laughs>